Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Thanks for stopping by Liberty For Her, where we unpack one woman's entrepreneurial journey to help another woman launch her own. I'm your host, Netta Jones. We're here to listen, learn, and liberate dreams one episode at a time. Well, hello, Liberty listeners. Welcome back from our summer break. Um, we sure have missed you guys. We're so excited to do something a little bit different uh, this season. We wanted to do a mini series, and here's why. Everything we do at Liberty is to inspire and equip you. And after so many inspiring stories from various founders, I thought it was time for us to do a little more equipping especially for those who are ready to launch or relaunch. So let's get down to business. We're producing this six-episode mini-series to get you from idea to launch. And for those of you already launched, please stay tuned. I really think these mini-episodes are a great way to refresh, retool, and rethink the way you're currently running your business. So in this first episode, I wanted us to focus on the process of ideation, it's really easy to get stuck here, whether you're a perfectionist frozen by fear, a maven who thinks she needs to know absolutely everything before she starts, or someone who maybe in the past has given up too soon, thinking you just don't have what it takes. This is for you. I want you to think of ideation as more art than science. For me, when I think of it this way, it gives me more freedom to roam around in my head and heart and uh, just be a little more free with my with my thoughts. And my guess is that's the same for many of you. So let's get out a piece of paper and let's start roaming together, shall we? So the first exercise I want you to do is 
what I call, what's the big idea? And there are five questions I want you to ask yourself and write down. And it really is important for you to put pen to paper here. There's science behind it. When we put pen to paper, those things become more of a reality. So please go through this exercise. Don't just play it out in your head. So the first question is, what are you? What is this big idea? What is this venture? And remember here at Liberty, we think entrepreneurship includes not-for-profit organizations. We think, of course, it includes for-profit businesses. And then ventures like writing a book, producing a documentary, all those things and everything in between. So it's an expansive look at what it means to be an entrepreneur. So get that what you do on paper. An example um, I have here is I'm an online stationery store specializing in wedding announcements and invitations. So get as specific as you can. The second question is what does your company do or offer? And this is getting a little bit more specific. So using the same example that I used above about the stationery store, the example here would be we create contemporary custom announcements and invitations. Um, You could go on to say using only recycled paper and environmentally safe inks, get really specific, and maybe combined with the old-fashioned art of letter pressing. So you see how you went from what are we to what exactly do we do and what do we have to offer? The third question is, where do you plan to conduct business? Is it an online stationery store where you're exclusively running your business through the web? Uh, Maybe you have pop-ups in addition to that. Maybe you only do pop-ups. Maybe you plan on being a brick and mortar store. Get as specific as you can here. The next thing I want you, number four, to think about is where do you propose to launch your endeavor? Is it out of your garage? Is it going to be in your living room? Are you going to be in an office? This is going to be meaningful later when we start looking at costs. So really think about where you want to do your business. And then also um, as part of this, when do you want to launch? Maybe you're somebody who has a full-time job and you're looking to do something on the side. Maybe you're someone who, for whatever reason, perhaps you have children or a partner who has a different work schedule and you're trying to look at something that gives you more flexibility in your schedule. So you could be wanting to launch something in a year or you could be wanting to launch on the side, but beginning next week. Get specific about where that's going to take place physically, and then when you propose to launch this venture. And then the last question, why are you the right gal for the job? So you could say something like, uh, relative to the stationary example, in my 10 years experience as a graphic designer and my continued study of contemporary design, I've been equipped with the creative know-how to launch this business having spent all these years working perhaps at an advertising agency. I've been building relationships with multiple clients and I have the customer service skills necessary to work with brides and grooms as well as manage the high traffic associated with simultaneous customers. So you're almost writing a resume to yourself. Why are you the gal for the job? Why are you the one to take this on? Now remember, sometimes you you know, the resource that you have is that you have the talent. Sometimes it's the time and energy. Sometimes it's the money. 
So it doesn't necessarily mean that whatever the venture is, you're the person doing all of it, but you want to be clear on what you do bring to the table. So take a minute and answer those five questions. next part, I want you to really think about what's your ideal day look like? And this is going to, again, consider when you want to launch, where you want to launch. If you're doing something else, like have a full-time job and you're launching on the side. So really start to think about this ideal business. Where are you working? What does that look and feel like? What does your average day look like? How many hours are you giving to the business? Are you earning frequent flyer miles because you're flying all around the country? Are you driving to people's offices because you want to engage in other people's spaces and be available for them as a sort of a a touring consultant where you go to their business? Uh, When you think of the hours that you'll work, think of not only the amount of hours that you'll work, but when you'll work those hours. Again, If you are a busy mom and you want to uh, make sure that you're available for pickups, you might choose hours that look something like nine to three. So really think about that. And now I want you to think about who do you want to work with? Are these people hip and young, well-educated, dynamic self-starters? Go back to the exercise that we did earlier and think about who you are in your business and where there might be gaps Do you need somebody to partner with? Do you need a virtual assistant? Do you need somebody really good at sales? Think about the other people that you want to be bringing into your business. And then think about who you want to work with in terms of clients. What kind of clients do you want to serve? Do you want to serve mothers that are busy who need support in some way or need a particular product? Are you looking to serve the elderly? Are you looking to serve people in a certain socioeconomic group that make a certain income? Really think about the people that you want to serve. And don't you don't have to get too specific here. We'll have an opportunity to dig into that a little bit more later. So this exercise of really focusing on what that ideal business is, again, it's more of an art than a science. You're just writing what comes to mind, what you think you want your day to look like, who you think you want to be working with, who you think you want to serve in terms of your customer and your clientele. Another exercise I want you to consider is really understanding what this dream venture will provide for you once it's in motion. What do you want to accomplish? What's the bottom line here? Are you in it for the money? Are you in it for a flexible work schedule? Is it some sort of hobby or deep passion that needs fulfilling? What's the bottom line for you? And when I say bottom line, don't assume I mean money. I really want you to understand why you're doing what you're doing. Down the road, it will really help you to figure out if you need to bend a little bit, pivot somewhere, morph the business into something else. But you'll always be able to stay tethered to an understanding of why you're doing this and make sure that you're accomplishing that thing. 
So this next exercise is really to help you consider your strengths and weaknesses and who you are relative to this venture you want to launch. Um, When I used to consult clients, I would have them go through this SWOT analysis. It will be familiar to many of you. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So what you can do is actually get out a piece of paper, divide it into fours. In each quadrant, you'll be listing in the, you know, the upper left-hand quadrant, what are your strengths? What are the things that you're really good at? What do you do better than anybody else? What unique capabilities are you bringing to the table? What resources do you have? What do others perceive as your strengths? In the next upper right-hand quadrant, I want you to list your weaknesses. What are those weaknesses, whether it's you as somebody who would run the company or weaknesses relative to who your competition will be once you're up and running. Maybe they have more money than you. They're an established brand. They've been around for a long time and customers know about them and they're the go-to solution. Really look at what you're up against, both as a company and as a person. Then in the lower left-hand quadrant, I want you to consider the opportunities. What trends or conditions may have shifted? What can you do to positively impact um, some of those shifts? What opportunities are available to you in terms of, do you have you know money, access to money? Do you have access to some sort of expertise? What are the things that you can be bringing to the table that can create opportunity for both you and the customer that you're going to serve. And then in the lower right-hand column, list threats. And this is a really daunting word, but all I mean by it are, what are the trends or conditions that may negatively impact you? For example, if you really want to open up a brick and mortar store, what are you up against in a, you know, a time where people have gotten really used to ordering on online and they're living in sort of an Amazon world. What are the threats around you uh, in terms of competition and in terms of consumers, their habits and how they view the world? Maybe you can think about uh, threats as even competitors and what they're doing that could be difficult for you to overcome. Another threat could be the opposite of what I said earlier. Maybe you don't have access to resources, to money, to expertise, those sorts of things. So list those out in your threats. Now I want you to think about your strengths and weaknesses relative to you as the boss, relative to you as the one who's really going to bring this to fruition. Ask yourself, are you comfortable making tough decisions? Are you comfortable taking risks? Maybe describe a situation where you've done both, just to remind yourself. Ask yourself what you're passionate about. Does this business help to fulfill that passion, or is this not a passion project? And remember, I think they can be one and the same. You can have something that you're passionate about that can be a for-profit entity. Um, Just because you're passionate about it doesn't mean it has to be not-for-profit. Having said that, you can also have a business that's entirely just for business. It is there as a financial endeavor only. It doesn't have to be the thing that you are most passionate about. Sometimes it even makes it easier to make business decisions when you've distanced yourself from that. I will say this about passion. 
it's so hard to run a business. And when you're doing something that you really, really care about, whether you care about the product or the service or the people that are getting the product or the service, it really carries you through those difficult days. So for me, it was important to do a passion project. My business had to be something that I really deeply cared about to carry me through those difficult times. The third thing I want you to ask yourself is what tangible resources do you have? I really want you to get clear here about how much time you have. Do you have good credit? Do you have existing customers? Do you have existing relationships or channels of distribution? Maybe you've got you know, friends who run 10 stores, 10 boutiques, and you would be able to launch a new jewelry brand and get them in those 10 boutiques. Just list everything that you have, patents, resources, uh, financial or otherwise. Think about everything you have access to you. And then the fourth question, are you committed enough to stay the course and for how long? When you're clear in advance about that, you really, it's like you have a marker and a reminder of how long you're willing to hang in there. And it, you know, the first sign of any disruption or any discomfort or things just not going your way, you're not going to bail. Really think about that. And again, think about a time where you've stayed the course in something and you've developed that muscle. The fifth question is, what character strengths do you have? And I would just recommend you go back to that SWOT analysis and, and look at the strengths and weaknesses there. You know, what do you personally do well? What do you bring to the table? What do others say about you that you bring to the table when you've worked with them in any capacity so that you can take a look at them and really understand them relative to your th this venture that you want to launch? And then what are kind of your raw talents? What are things that you're really good at? And it can be, I'm really good at organizing. I'm really good at managing. I'm really good at speaking. List all of those things, sort of that, um, those raw talents that you bring to the table, even if they're not uh, as honed as you would like them. And then I want you to consider kind of what are the traits about you that have gotten you into trouble, those attributes that everyone thinks that they're your natural traits, but maybe they've gotten you into trouble in the past. Maybe you're a natural leader, but it's hard for you to listen, to take critical or constructive criticism and really make something of it. It's hard for you to hear that. Maybe you're a great idea generator, um, but you don't, you haven't historically done well at sticking with an idea and seeing it through. Maybe you're somebody who's fiercely independent and you're starting to look at this venture and notice that it needs other people's help. And so you want to really think about how you're going to work independent of other people, but also corporately to bring this idea to fruition. Maybe you're a big picture person. And so you really think in the past where you could have used help or where you might need help here is to get people who are really good at the details. There are drawbacks to each of those things that are our strengths. There are drawbacks to each of those things that are sort of these natural attributes that we've leaned into in the past. And when you run in, when you are starting to run your own business, you really need to think about how to fill in the gaps. And as I always say, scaffold around those strengths. I think that'll give you sort of the freedom that you ultimately need to take the next step and to move this venture 
one step closer to becoming the business that you want it to be. The last exercise I want you to do in this sort of ideation um, episode is to bulletproof your idea. And what I want you to do here is now that you've gone through the very first exercise and then you've really taken a, a better look at your strengths and weaknesses, the opportunities and threats, and you've considered your own talents and your own attributes that you're bringing to the table, look at your idea relative to those things. Make a list of the areas where there where you see gaps, where there'll be a need for people to come in and support your business. I would even at this point maybe ask some people, people that you trust. Don't ask everybody. Not everybody's opinion is important. But ask some people that know you to listen to this idea. What's the feedback that they're giving you? What's the constructive criticism? Be careful that you're not putting this in the hands of naysayers. Be careful that you're asking people that you know and trust and who know and trust you to give you some feedback. And start to look at what that positive feedback is, again, as it relates to the business and look at the constructive feedback as well and say, okay, am I seeing this objectively? Are there areas where I need more support or am I more capable than perhaps I thought? Maybe you know, it's my own fear that's keeping me in the way, but I've got everything I need to go ahead and launch this thing. As a result of these exercises, I think you can take yourself into this sort of ideation process and come out with something that is more meaningful and more tangible than just letting all this kind of simmer in your brain. I hope this first episode and these mini exercises have been helpful for you. I hope that they've helped you to articulate what the business is, articulate who you are relative to the business, and articulate where you might need some support and scaffolding. I also hope that you've been able to figure out when you want to launch and that we're going to get you one step closer to that launch date as we go through this next six episodes. Until next week, I'll talk to you then. Bye. Liberty For Her is broadcast on all platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and more. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review Liberty For Her on Apple Podcasts. It helps us to know if these episodes are inspiring and equipping your ventures. Liberty For Her is produced by Netta Jones and Elizabeth Joy Windham, and music by Jordan Flower.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.